from the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey and Boston. This is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint, the gambling and fantasy portion of Teeing It Up in the Sunday Sprint. And we welcome in for that Mr. Danny Fleck. Good morning. Hey, how are you doing? I am good. I am good. I am good. All right, let's back up for a second. We've had a lot happen here uh, in the NFL in the last couple weeks, and one of them was the trade deadline. Your thoughts from a fantasy perspective about any of the trades that went down? We've already seen the impact of one, and that was Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, the trade deadline was a little quiet compared to what we thought was going to happen. I think from a fantasy perspective, you mentioned Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I think a lot of the trades that did happen in the NFL have already kind of come to fruition as far as like a fantasy impact. You know, the earlier trades this year, like for Kenny Stills and Larry Tunsil, obviously upgraded the Texans and their skill players in that sense. Um, as far as what went down on Tuesday and before Tuesday, I think the only really impactful thing is the trade that we saw with Emmanuel Sanders, and we saw what he could possibly be in San Francisco on Thursday night. You know, he had a great game, he's a great team that's, that's winning games, that has a confident quarterback and, and a good play call. going to be one where if you had Emmanuel Sanders, start to see some more returns on your investment there. I think some of the things that happened uh, or didn't happen that might have some implications, you know, uh, you know, we'll go to your jet. Robbie Anderson and Le'Veon Bell stay put and, you know, immediately get a very tasty matchup with Miami today. So, Thank you know, I think a lot of what happened um, already has come to fruition and what didn't happen will start to have some impact that as teams start to get a little bit more integrated in their offense, possibly get some momentum. I know you're down the Jets as a whole, but you know, not making those trades, I thought, really put those players from a vantage perspective in, in a good situation moving forward. Uh, not having to learn new systems, not having to get integrated, etc. So we should start to see some, hopefully, ROI on Robbie Anderson and Le'Veon Bell moving forward, too. All right, let's talk about this. Let's go through this from a football perspective, and then we'll get to fantasy gambling. I'm down on the Jets because they are a disheveled group. You have key players angry with the front office. You see your name being thrown around. It's not a happy feeling, and I believe they will lose this game to the Dolphins in version two of the tank bowl. The Jets are uh, basically three-point favorites. They're the road team, so that probably makes them, what, six? Point favorites if this was at home? Yeah, somewhere around there. Okay. I don't know why that line is the way it is. This group is just a mess. You see Le'Veon Bell, Jamal Adams, Robbie Anderson have their names thrown out there. That, to me, is a crap line. It's a crap over-under. How is this over-under 42.5? To me, this is a 24-10 type Miami Dolphin win facing their old... Uh, friend Ryan Fitzpatrick, this is going to be really ugly. Yeah, I just think your doom and gloom scenario with the Jets is a little bit overblown, if I'm going to be honest. I think this is a great matchup for the Jets. You know, you're playing a Miami team that is actively tanking, and while they have shown some more grit the last couple of weeks, 
their roster is depleted, and they just put their number one corner on the IR, and they play a lot of man-to-man coverage. And I think this matches. This is like a great spot for the Jets to really. I think just get a positive for the season. I think that if you look at the Dolphins, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from, you know, and being a Jets fan, but the Dolphins have been outscored in the second half. They don't have the the depth or the the talent on their roster to play a full 60 minutes and then get the most out of their team. I just think when you look at them, when we saw it on Monday night, you know, just dumb mistakes and uh, just not enough there for them to keep up. And I think the Jets are in a good spot today. I, I think it's going to be a 24 to 14 win on the Jets side, or even 31 14. I just think. The offense gets clicking today. You know, this is a great spot for a lot of people. Squeaky, you know, the squeaky wheels are going to get greased up a little bit today, and I think that they're going to have a good game today. Hmm. We shall see how this all shakes out um, come kickoff time. All right. As we look at this right now, the two biggest lines. Um, Today and let me get myself organized here. Uh, the Bills over Washington, ten and a half. Um, let's just separate this uh, out for a second. Are you somebody and that is the biggest line um, as I look? So let's so let's talk about this game. First of all, are you a believer in this line? Are you a believer in the Bills? And just your thoughts on this from a gambling perspective overall. Yeah, I'm staying away from that game just because I don't think the Bills should ever be that big of a favorite. You know, we saw them being 14-point favorites against the Dolphins, and the Dolphins uh, easily covered in that game. Um, and, and Washington last week were 16-point underdogs and easily covered in that one. So I, I do expect the, the Redskins to, to be a little bit more competitive. Uh, I do think the Bills are going to win that game, but if I had to lean aside, I'm going to lean Washington. We've sort of seen some leaks. Um, you know, in the Bills, you know, their offense is still not efficient enough, and they don't rely on, on big, and they do rely on big plays and controlling the clock. So I think it's a good spot to take Washington if you're looking to lay some points down. Uh, I just don't know if the Bills have enough to run away from the team. And, you know, Washington, on the other hand, does have Haskins starting today. But I think with a full week of practice, he should be a little more settled. He's going to be in for some turnovers and some tough defense. But I think Washington can keep it close enough that that 10.5 points um, is covered. But overall, I'd stay away from that game. All right. Um, let's go through the Texans-Jags, which is a pick'em game right now. Why is that a pick'em game uh, that kicks off as we record this right before 9 a.m. Eastern time? Um, that game kicks off a half an hour at 9.30. Why is this a pick'em game? Is it that tight, or does it have something to do with London? I think it has to do with both. Uh, you know, back in week two, the Jaguar team played this Texan team pretty tough. It was 13-12, to 12 and they could have won the game or the overtime, but they decided to go for two. I think Jacksonville has found something with Minshew. You know, their offense is able to support that dynamic defense that they have. And, you know, they're used to this London trip. They make it every single year. So this is not new for them. The coaching staff understands what needs to go in. You know, they get the team prepared. Um, you know, Houston is out a couple of players. You know, unfortunately, J.J. Watt, you know, suffered a season and an injury last week. 
uh, Laramie Tunsil will be out as well. Uh, I really like the Jags in this game. You know, I liked them at the beginning of the week. I like what they've been doing on offense. I like what they've been doing on defense, even the loss of Ramsey. Uh, I think they're able to get this win here. It's a big game for them and, and for the Texans, you know, to decide that the AFC South. But I really like the way the Jags are shaping up and their ability to score points is what's really made them uh, appealing this year from a betting perspective. They've covered in a lot of games. They've had some impressive wins, um, and they still have a great defense. So I'm going to back the Jags on this one. For those who like over-unders, it's 46-and-a-half. How does London impact, if, if you were to look at that over-under, how does the London factor impact that in your mind? And I think that, that number sounds about right. I think in Jacksonville or Houston, maybe it's a, a point or two higher. I think the one thing you always got to worry about when you go to London are the field conditions. Is the field up to par for you know an NFL game? They are playing in Wembley today, not in Tottenham. Um, so, you know, the field is always going to be uh, a talking point. It, it, it is up far. Is the grass good? You know, is it getting any precipitation there? You know, London doesn't get a lot of rain. Um, so I think the field, if anything, does come into play a little bit. Um, but I think that number is about right. I, I do expect the game to possibly be a little bit more low, low scoring. We do see the London game to be on the lower side as far as that's concerned. But... As far from an over-under perspective, I stay away from that. I, I, I think the Jacks, you know, straight-up money line or a pick is the way to go in that game. So, anyway, now we move on to a couple teams that have some boo-boos, um, and one of them is Vikings-Chiefs. This is a vital game for the Vikings, who are 6-2 and two and trying to keep pace with the Packers. The Chiefs are just trying to survive without Patrick Mahomes. Adam Schefter says Patrick Mahomes is out this week. How do you look at this game? Backup quarterback. Chiefs have been able to survive so far, but now they face the Vikings, an upper echelon team. How do you look at this game from a fantasy and gambling perspective? Um, <coughs> excuse me. Vikings currently three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Yeah, I think from a gambling perspective, this line says, you know, take the Vikings, you know, plus two, whatever it might be. No Mahomes. We saw... Um, we've seen how efficient the Vikings have been on offense this year. I think that game is going to be a toss-up, to be honest with you. I think the Chiefs have a lot to play for. Um, I don't think Mahomes is ever a realistic option to play in this game. So I think that Moore has gotten a lot of the reps again. So I do think that that game from a gambling perspective, it, while it seems obvious, it is one that I'm going to take today. From a fantasy perspective, I think that you have to feel comfortable with you know, Tyree Kill and Kelsey, you know, we saw what they did last week. Nicole Hartman, I think, is another dart throw that you can have out there. You know, he's been very efficient the last five or six games. The, the Chiefs have found ways to get the ball in his hands. He's a, he's a burner, so he, once he gets out of the open, open field, you know, he's going to take it to the house. So I think from a Chiefs perspective, you can feel comfortable firing up any of those guys. You know, they're running back that stay away from today. You know, the Vikings run defense is good. I do think that the Chiefs are going to have to throw the ball to win that game. So I do expect, you know, Tyree Kill and Kelsey to be heavily involved. And from a Vikings perspective, you should feel comfortable throwing out all of your Viking players. And that also goes, you know, for Kirk Cousins. You know, Adam Thielen was questionable with a hamstring injury. You know, all signs point to him playing today. And I think a, a sneaky pick if you're looking for a tight end streamer this week is Irv Smith. You know, he's been more involved in the offense. He's a dynamic guy. Um, you know, they 
sort of phase out Kyle Rudolph a little bit and start to use Irv Smith a little bit more. So I think he could be a good play potentially this week, you know, as the Chiefs essentially look to uh, focus their attention on Thielen and Diggs in the passing game. As you look right now at Browns-Broncos, a game that some thought could be really good, but currently as Joe Flacco and I are and the Browns totally not living up to expectations, and you look at Baker, you look at Chubb, you look at Landry, you look at um, at, at Odell Beckham, do you see this game, 2-6, two 2-6, and six, two and six, 425 Eastern on CBS, as a game to feast, or do you look more at the other 425 game Packard Charger as a game to feast if you have Packers on your fantasy lineup? I actually really like both games this week. I, I like the Browns this week a lot. I think it's one of those get-right games for them. Um, their defense is really held up this year, and, and despite what their record says and all the stats and everything else like that, you got to take a different look at how they play. They've had negative game scripts for a lot of the games they've played in. Last week, they were put in really unfavorable situations. Uh, three turnovers on three straight plays, and they still held the pass to 27 points, and I think that the Browns could have made that a game if it wasn't for the turnovers. Granted, the Pats are going to still win that game regardless. I think that that game could have gone it's been a little bit closer to, to, to where it needed to be if they were, you know, didn't have that fumble where the guy kicked the ball out of Chubb's hands or or uh, that weird-ass interception that was thrown. So, you know, that game could have been a lot closer. Um, so I look at it from that perspective, and I think the Browns' defense uh, is going to feast on that offensive line. I think that they're going to, you know, look at ground, you know, run, run the ball a lot with Chubb and look to hit Beckham and Landry on play action. Um, the line's three and a half right now. I like the Browns a lot. This is a game for them that is is their season. If they do not win today, their season's all but over. They have a favorable schedule coming up, so I do think that the Browns are going to at least play with that desperation today and look to get that win. You know, long term, what do I see from them? I don't know. I think that they have a lot to figure out there, but I do like them in this spot. As for um, the Chargers and Packers game, I think from a fancy, fancy perspective, you should be so comfortable with both teams here. Uh, the Chargers aren't beating anybody on defense this year, and the Packers' defense has sort of fallen off a bit. I do expect a, a higher scoring game here, but I do like the Packers in this game, too. Uh, I think they're minus four, minus three and a half. I just think Aaron Rodgers is just too much uh, to, to go against right now. He has an offense clicking. They found ways to get the ball, the ball into Aaron Jones' hands, um, you know, outside of just handing it off to him. And I think Devontae Adams will be playing today, too. So uh, I like the Packers a lot in that matchup, too. Sunday Sprint, Nanny Flecker talking fantasy gambling. All right, here we are. As we seem to be every year. This is one of those games. Patriots, Ravens. Is this the game that somebody befuddles Bill Belichick? And now we have Lamar Jackson trying to run for 100 yards, three straight games. This Patriot defense has been as impressive as any defense in the NFL this year that I've seen. What is your thoughts on, what are your thoughts, not is your thoughts, geez, this early morning uh, taping is not doing my uh, grammar very well. Um, it's, not, it's not your fault, it's my fault. Um, as you look at this game and look at this situation, um, 
you know, what are your thoughts about a dynamic quarterback that Bill Belichick now has to stop? Yeah, I think this is one of those games where we get every single year, like you mentioned, uh, that it's a, a sexy underdog take against the Pats, and I'm just not buying it. I, I understand where the, the thoughts are coming from. I understand the perspective. I'm just not buying it. I, I've watched too many Pats games to understand, you know, where they're coming from. This is going to be one of those games, I think, that the Pats will bring, you know, their best performance of the year just because they are thought to be the quote-unquote that underdog, uh, you know, the passing, the coach, et cetera. But the key in this game is going to be can Lamar Jackson hit wide-open receivers, and that's, the, that's going to be the only key in this game for the Ravens. And the thing is, these receivers won't be wide open. The Pats play a lot of man-to-man. I do expect them to shift that a little bit today with the running quarterback to play more zone. But you still have a lockdown cornerback, Stephon Gilmore. They have the safety that will match up with the tight end. And they have the personnel and the mind to figure out a way to keep Lamar Jackson contained. And maybe they'll let Lamar Jackson run around a little bit. Maybe they'll let him, you know, take those four or five-yard runs. I don't expect them to let him run all over the park. I don't expect them to uh, be fooled by any of this this trickery that the Ravens bring. I, I think in order for the Ravens to win, you're going to have to see Lamar Jackson hit those intermediate throws inside the zone, have his receivers sit, and be accurate with the ball. We haven't seen that yet. I, I don't think we'll see it tonight. If we do, then it's going to be definitely off the script for the Ravens. Um, but I, I just don't know if Lamar Jackson has has that game in him where he can hit, you know, 18 of 25 or 20 of 27 and move the ball down the field. So I think the Pats are going to win this game. I think it's going to probably be a 27-17, 27-20 game. Um, but, you know, we haven't seen weirder things. I just don't think we're going to see it this week. That brings us to the Giants and the Cowboys. Uh, four and three versus two and six, or actually technically two and six versus four and three. Um, I'll be honest, I did not realize. I, I thought that there was like some mystery better team in the NFC East, and I forgot that the Cowboys were actually in first until I just double checked. And here we are. Um, a four and three team is in first place. This is a messy division. All these teams have flaws. The Cowboys are probably the best team of them, but they've been hot and cold. The Giants are kind of lurking in the background, but I don't see anything as the Eagles absolutely fall week after week after week with all their internal problems. This is a really interesting game because if the Giants can somehow win this game and they are six-and-a-half-point underdogs at home, they're not the better team, but if they can somehow catch the Cowboys on an off night on Monday night and get themselves a victory, now 4-4 four and four leads this division, and we're in a way different place than if the Cowboys win this in 5-3 and three and they can get some separation. Yeah, that game is just one of those games, I think, where it's going to be uh, a running, run-and-pound game for the Cowboys. I know Dak has a lot of success against the Giants, um, their defense just isn't up to the task, I think, to stop them. If we see that dynamic Cowboys offense that we've seen um, from some of this year, I think it's going to be really hard for the Giants to, to keep up. But the one thing that you could maybe hang your hat on as a Giants fan is that this might be the first week where you have your entire team available to you. You know, Sterling Shepard seems to be available. 
um, this week. Saquon is starting to get a little bit healthier. Um, their offensive line is held up, and we've seen some flashes from Daniel Jones. You know, he had a great game last week, kind of bouncing back from a couple of down weeks. Um, but can that defense make some stops? Can they create some turnovers? Can the Giants capitalize on momentum, et cetera? Um, it's going to be an interesting game. I'm not too hopeful that the Giants will win, to be honest. I just don't think they have enough firepower uh, on the defensive side of the, of the ball to contain Ezekiel Elliott. And, you know, that, that off game that you mentioned, um, you know, we look at the Jets, and that was that game the Cowboys were off. And that was because you didn't have an Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup wasn't really available. Um, and the Cowboys were forced to throw the ball and get away from running. Um, I just don't think that we'll see that sort of game flow this week unless something happens, you know, injury-wise. So, uh, I, you know, the Giants have played the Cowboys tough the last couple of times in the Meadowlands. You know, last year was a great game that they played there. Um, but we'll see. I think the Cowboys do win that game. Uh, again, the Giants need a lot to kind of go right in order for them to win. <coughs> Excuse me. We're here on the Sunday Sprint, Danny Flecka. All right. Um, as we look here around the National Football League, I think it's time for us to take a three-second break. And just in case we don't have you during the week, look ahead to Alabama LSU. From a gambling perspective, what are your thoughts? I, I don't know what the line is right now. My guess is probably going to be around six or seven. Alabama is a favorite. I, I think that that game is going to be a slugfest. I think we're going to see a lot of points, uh, unlike we have seen in the last, I don't know, 15 years when these teams match up. And it's been a little bit one-sided the last couple of years, too, with Alabama uh, really taking it to LSU. Uh, but I think this is the year LSU has the team and the offense to match Alabama. I'm going to probably, at this point in time, back LSU just because of the uncertainty at quarterback. I do expect Tua to play, but how effective will he be coming off that ankle? How you know will his mobility be limited? Is he going to be 100%? Can he get you know make those extra plays you know that are off script by scrambling around and buying some time? You know, will we see that LSU's defense isn't as good as it's been in the past? Um, but I do think that LSU is in a prime spot right now to maybe dethrone Alabama in the SEC West and really take a stranglehold on that number one spot in the college football ranking. It, it sets up perfectly for them, um, but you are going against Alabama and, and a Nick Saban coach team. So I think as of right now, I'll probably take the points with LSU if, I, if I'm looking to get some action on it. But I do want to see how the week unfolds and what Tua's availability is going to be. But I, 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 right now, gun to my head, I'm going to back LSU. Two sports books, the Westgate Superbook and sportsbetting.ag, have Alabama as six-point favorites. Yeah, it sounds about right. Right now, uh, I think that's, you know, they're at home. Um, and they've been pretty unstoppable at home. I don't know the last time they lost at home. Uh, but I think that this matchup does set up well for LSU. And, and again, if, you're, if there's ever a time for them to dethrone them, it's now. And if they don't do it now, I don't know when their next opportunity is going to be. They have everything set up for them as far as, like, uh, playmakers and um, roster and situation. If, if it's not a time now for them to capitalize on it, I don't know when they will be able to. All right, let's quickly go around uh, the NFL here. We have a couple things here. Uh, number one, we have 
your gambling likes, dislikes, anything we did not mention earlier in this telecast? No, I think those are the games I like. You know, the Jacksonville game, uh, the Pats, the Packers, and the Browns. There are four games that I really am into this week. Uh, I think if you want to add some more to your to your plate there, you can maybe look at the Lions game. I, I think that that game could be a, a nice win for the Lions. I, I do like the way they set up. I like the way Stafford's been playing this year. Uh, the Raiders have been efficient on offense. Um, have had some good performances, but I, I just think that um, – the way Stafford's been playing, that the playmakers they have on the outside with Galladay uh, and Marvin Jones and, you know, throwing Amadola, who's had a good year so far, too, for them. Um, I, I do like the way that the Lions are set up in that game, and I think that that's uh, another one that you can throw into my likes for this week. And then any other fantasy likes, dislikes that we did not get to? Uh, I just mentioned Matthew Stafford. I think he's a good, in a good spot this week. You know, I'm going to throw out your boy, Sammy D. Again, I, I like his setup this week. I, I like that. I, I think this is one of those games for them where they're going to empty out the playbook and, and try to take advantage of the, the pitted Miami team in their secondary. So I, I think Sammy D could be a nice, nice streamer for you if you're looking to add somebody there. And then, you know, on the other side of things, um, you know, definitely don't like anybody on Miami. Uh, but if you're looking for some help on on that side of the, the ball, if you're looking for some some players, you know, Preston Williams on Miami has been a nice find for them, and he's been one of the go-to targets for Fitzpatrick since he's been inserted into the lineup. Interesting. Uh, let's see if if Sam Darnold can do it. Um, it's a big spot for him because if you if you throw up a, a horrible performance against the Dolphins, you're gonna have a lot of people shaking their heads. That's for sure. Yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, it's, a winning cure is all, but you know, for them, if their their season is lost, most likely, you're just trying to look for some positive progression from anybody on that team. And if you don't get it this week, I just don't know when you're going to. And I just. Again, it might be too obvious uh, that it's you know right there in front of you, but I, I just have to have faith that they're going to find a way to be productive in this game and get the ball into the players' hands that need to have it, such as Bell and Robbie Anderson. So I'm, I'm throwing my faith in that this week, hoping that that's the case. Danny Fleck, a gambling and fantasy portion of Teeing It Up, uh, presents the Sunday Sprint. Thank you, sir, for being with us. No problem, man. Have a great day. You got it. And thank you all for enjoying uh, this part one of the Sunday Sprint.